Hello, I am the Cranter. I'm James. And we are the Game Design Critics. Uh, today's episode is going to be about Coroman, which is just a demo. Um, and I also want to give a big shout out to Exodus, a really cool girl who told me about this game. Because I wouldn't have found it otherwise. Thank you, Exodus. Let's talk about Coromon. Um, it's basically, um, it's a, it's a, a, I want to call it Pokemon, but that, that's not fair. Uh, it, it's a Pokemon type game. It's the genre of monster collecting and battling. Um, how far did you make it, James? Uh, towards the, the Titan. Yes, you finished the demo. That's right. We both did. Um, we played through this whole demo. Which was pretty long. It was filled with content. Um, yeah, so we can just get right into it. Uh, let's start out with what we liked about it. Um, sure, I'll go first. I want to get into the stat points. Um, so this game, being a monster collection, it's in that genre... Um, we're basically, it's like a top-down RPG, old-school style, Super Nintendo, pixel art-ish type graphics. And you're on a quest to do blah, 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 blah. And you battle monsters along your way, but you capture these monsters. And you can hold up to six of them. And you use them to fight other monsters. I don't think monsters is the right word, but... Creatures, creatures, um, but other creatures, uh, and you can level them up and they grow over time and get stronger. So there's two experience bars. One is the Coromon's normal experience. When it fills all the way up, boom, you get a level up. It's stats, you know, like hit points, SP, which we'll get into that in a little bit, um, speed, um, oh my god, critical, uh, James, help me out here. Uh, what defense, was the stat? Defense, yes, defense, uh, yes, special attack, normal attack, you have SP. all these, yes, uh, and that, yeah, SP, and, um, the, those all get a boost when you get a level up, but, there's this special little purple bar or blue bar underneath the normal experience bar that, that fills up a little slower than normal experience. But when that fills up, you get what you unlock its potential, is what it's called. And when that builds up, you get three skill points to put into any of those stats that we just listed, which I don't think we listed them all, but you get to upgrade them the way you want. Now for me, this was a huge deal for me because most creature collection games I've ever played have never offered this kind of, uh, I don't know what to call it, this kind of uh, creative potential. I, you're, it's essentially like you're creating a build. Like, do you want to put all your stat points into their hit points and make them tankier? Do you want to put all their stat points into their attack and make them more of, um, of a glass cannon? You know, like, the decision's up to you. And this is the first time I've seen that mechanic in a game like this, and that caught my attention right away. I freaking love it. Uh, what what did you think about that? I think it was pretty cool since, like, most uh, monster taming games don't let you touch their stats. It's just randomized every time they level up. Yes. You, you get what you get. But th this one, like, Okay, like every time like you get a potential boom, you can like put this many stat points on however uh, you have available to you, right? And then yeah. it's like I want to increase attack. Like I, I was put all of it in the points. Like, but like you, you, like like you said, like you can build your Pokemon however you want. Uh, not Pokemon, but the Mon, Coromon. <laughs> they have however way you want it. Like you want it tanky. You like you want it like big magic damage defense up like everything. 
Yeah. What what did you focus yours on mainly? I, I know my main one is like the balance type. I, I mostly focused it in special defense and defense. <laughs> so both. So it's like really tanky. But uh, the other ones like mostly attack, like uh, physical attack. And then the other ones were special attack. See, that's funny. Um. The girl that I that told me about this game, she put all her points into SP. She was saying the Titan has a move that affects SP, so she likes to build up that. And I didn't do I didn't agree with that completely. Um, I mean I think it's a great idea, but I personally would go for I went for defense a lot. I went for defense and uh, special defense. Because I always noticed that my guys were just lacking in that area a lot of times. i just get whacked with some move, and I would just lose so much. Like you said earlier when we were talking, it was like, boom, critical. There goes most of your health. So I was trying to avoid that. But I, I did do hit points a little bit in attack. I didn't think my hit points... <laughs> Hit points, I only did a little. I would do, like, one point. I mean, you only get three. So I would do, like, one hit point and two for defense. But it also depends on the Koro as well. I, I'd like to try different things out. So I actually played this demo through twice. I played it once for fun and then once again for the podcast. When I played it for fun, I was kind of just dicking around with the points. I was just kind of, I don't know where to put them, so I kind of would tuck them anywhere. But um, I would do... uh. I would do speed. I had the bird, which I cannot remember. Oh, Sil Silquill. I called it Silly with one L. And um, I would put it in, in speed because I figured that was a benefit. But this is before I knew what speed does. What speed does is it determines who attacks first. So when you both... You... That wasn't really like important to me. Yeah. It's Once, not. It's just turn based. Like it's like it's not like doing anything else other than making you attack first. Yeah, like, I, I mean, see some bits of you attacking first, and like I was like, I, I I get more like more from other stats than speed. You do. I mean, I learned that the hard way, but uh, speed can sometimes save your life, but not most of the time. Like uh -huh. I'd rather, yeah. Do more damage yeah. than go first. From what the, I in, thought, right? The speed. I, I thought it increased evasion. Yes, I did too. Like, I, was, I was thinking, it's like, oh man, speed. Speed's gonna increase evasion. I, I teleport. <laughs> oh, it doesn't. It just lets you attack first. Uh, okay. Yep. I was like, but I mean. Like, it's funny, though, because if you're fighting a Koro that has higher speed than you, you can really tell. Because they always get to go first, and it's irritating. It's funny. But yeah, um, I feel like this whole stat point mechanic changed, changed the game. I mean, it made me want to play the game again. Other, other games of this type, I think they're really fun the first time you play. But the appeal the second time around is trying the other types of creatures, monsters, Pokemon, whatever you want to call them, is trying the other ones you didn't try, seeing their evolutions and fighting with them, but actually getting to make different builds of them creates a ton of replay value. I just want to point that out. I really love that. I mean, to me, it really makes it, really makes it stand apart on its own. Um, okay, likes, you. So you said the stats, that was also one of my likes. Yeah, do you I have like, anything to add that I didn't? No, uh, we already added. I already said my part in the okay. what I want to add in there. So, for mine, is uh, animation. How about you? But, like, it was, like, really fluid. Oh, God, yes. I was trying to figure out how they did it. Because when you see, like, like, a, like patter bit, um, it's got, like, a propeller spinning, like, all the time. The moves and are also, like, animated yeah like, like they're, they're making animation for like almost every single moves in the game mm -hmm. 
So like, some like, of them I, shared it, right? I, I really like the the propeller pitch. Like it like like it starts off and then like it goes really fast and then it punches them. I was like, mm-hmm. man, I, I, I like that was pretty sus- satisfying to see to me. Yeah, yeah. There was I liked that one a lot. I liked um, I liked Glacier Cube Zero. I picked for my second playthrough, and he had one where this giant block of ice comes rushing across the screen and it, it looked really cool. Oh god like, yeah. For, for yep. a game? For for a demo game, it's like it's already like has so many things like already done, like animate animation style, like everything. Like yeah. like like even though like there's only like a few months that we can like use, it's still pretty well animated for a demo. Yeah, I think there's more than a few. I'd say there's at least 12. At least. Because there's a lot. There's your three starters. There's like a good four or five in the first place that adds a couple more in the second place, plus rare ones. And then more in the third place. There's a lot. And you're right. Dude, I I think what, what really appealed to me about the animations was that they felt 3D to me. I don't know how they did it, but if the way the camera's looking at the battle, where like it's not side by side, it's kind of an isometric camera. So when when a coro is when you're fighting a coro, the coro is looking towards you, but the camera's tilted to the side a little, so you can see two sides of the coro, and it just feels 3D, even though it's not. And I want to know how they did that because it, it's beautiful. It's it's the art style crunch, the perspective art style. Dude, it's so well done. You can't even like, uh, it doesn't even feel like pixel props art. art. And props to the artist. Whoever made those Pokemon, uh, uh, the mods, like those, those unique mods they made, like they, they like account for like perspectives. Like, okay, how how does yeah. this stranger see this and what what angle? It's like, then then there's the shading through the the, the shadow. Yeah, yeah, it, it's very well With done. That, detail and like uh the illusion of uh 3d yeah well i mean (laughs) when when you make something this pretty uh and you know you release the demo building the entire game that's going to take a long time and as, as we release this podcast uh it's still currently in a demo state the demo is what i believe the first section of the game uh it takes you all the way through to the first titan which is like a big boss. And there's apparently six titans. Potentially one more. But I'll let the rest of you figure that out on your own. Um, and if this is just one out of six. Then this is going to be a pretty long game. Now I do want to point out that I I looked into the characters. Because they unlock more skills. The more you... Uh, the, the Coromons unlock abilities to use in battle. And the the... The, the last ability to unlock was at level 45. I'm curious what the max level is. Because at first I thought, oh, it's got to be 45. But then I realized the demo lets you max out at 25. I don't see 45 being the max level for this game. I think it's, it'd be closer to 100. But I don't know. I don't know enough. But I, I just feel like if, if the max level was 45, and we're already past halfway, and there's still six more Titans to beat, it doesn't add up to me, but you don't know a lot of this is this is the demo, and a lot of things can change in the meantime. I can't wait to see the whole game though, okay, did you have any more to add for yours? Art and uh, animations for the animations I think I said all the stuff I wanted to say okay. About okay, so. I want to talk about the amount of variety there is. Um, there's a couple side quests that were really unique that I liked. Like when you got to uh, Haytown. Is that the name of it? Haytown, Hayfield, Hay something. Um, there was one thing where you had to kill six Beezles. This Bee Coromon. You had to find and kill six of them in the town. Which forces you to explore around the town. And killing the bee gives you a ton of XP. Um, but it was that. It was this uh, in the library. 
there's a guy who quizzes you on the game and the questions are super hard. Like, <laughs> I, I forget when it happens. I think it's when you walk in the library. Um, yeah, it was the last, like, where after you do the blacksmith quest, you, like, yeah. Well, no, so, someone then, walks up to you and goes, here's a bunch of books. And, and, and you get, like, the coral book, the coral status book, and then there's, like, one or two more. Like, the manuals. And you had to read those to do the trivia. Oh, I didn't you... read those. I just used the, well, my previous knowledge from Pokemon. Since they're, they're pretty similar to begin with. Yeah, but was that enough to do the quiz? Yeah, it, it was enough. It was? Like, like, it's a play Pokemon, right? You, you basically know like the basics, uh, the fundamentals yeah. of Monster Fire. Like, yeah, fu- fire is weak to ice. Uh, like, like how those trainers react, right? Like that, that's pretty common in Pokemon, right? Yeah. If I then, then maybe you would have to look at the manual. What was maybe different, you, would you say? Uh, Master Tamer. Master like, Tamer. Like Ghost? Wasn't there a Ghost question? Yeah, yeah like Ghost is uh, uh, weak against, what was it? Dark? Normal. I thought it was normal. It's not normal. It's not normal. No, it's normal. It, it, the ghost. I thought it was because I that was one that tricked me. Maybe normal's the one I kept picking, and it was wrong. It got oh, it tricked it, me though. Yeah. I got I got most of them right except for the what do you call it? I got one question. Oh, it's like, it w- like one one I got wrong. I mean, I have to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> It was it was tricky, but it was worth doing uh, because you get huh the amount of uh how many mons there were in that world. Yeah. They asked me like how many different types of variations are in this world. It's like how how am I supposed to know that? It's like where do I get that information from? Yeah. That's probably in one of the books. Guarantee but, you. Yeah, it's probably in the book and I just didn't read it. <laughs> I'm the same way. I only read it unless I have to, and I really should have read it. I kind of had to to keep taking the quiz until I learned it that way, which is the worst way to do it. But it was worth it, because they give you a lazy gem, which you can equip onto one of your Coromons, and when that one's not in battle, it still gains, I think it was 20% of any XP you get, gets sent to that one too. So that was very helpful. It's basically a XP share variation. Yeah. It's awesome. Okay, so... That that was just one example of the variety. There was a ton of variety in this game. Every new location you went to, there was different quests to do, and they were always different. Like, uh, one of them, you had to use your push module. Now, that wasn't directly related to a quest, but I remember doing that a couple times. Uh, the tower stands out to me. The tower is the final part of the demo. Um, there's a bu- There's a handful of floors, and each floor presents different challenges. And at one point, there was one floor where there was four different switches, and you had to, like, plug them into the wall. Now, it wasn't like you were plugging a cord into the wall. You were plugging a fuse, a colored fuse. There was, like, six colored fuses, four colored holes, or four holes. You could put any color into any fuse. When you line up all four and press the button, this thing on the ground tells you how many are in the correct spot and how many are incorrect and based on those variables you have to figure out which ones go where that blew me away like that's such a simple thing but it was so fun to sit there and figure that out because the floor before this was all combat it was like trainers combat and door puzzles and things like that it just was so much variety and then there was another floor that was a big conveyor belt puzzle and like I just there was so like it was always something new to do. I really appreciated that. What about you? A- anything stand out to you? Variety so, wise? They're like we made good use of puzzle and quests. Like unlike unlike any other games, no monster taming, you you don't really get quests. Like you just get like uh like okay, you gotta 
like your whole entire quest is to like catch like all the the mons, right? The Pokemon. And, yep, like, or beat the bad guy. Yes, you to catch all types, uh, all Pokemon's, and record them in the Pokedex. And then yeah, the other one is uh beat, beat the villain. No, 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 not. Oh, yeah. There's that too. The villain. There's always a villain. Uh, no. So like that. That's one, right? That's one. And then you got another one. The the gym leaders. Right? Oh like, yeah. And you go up to like the top four, like or who like who was standing in that championship over there, right? Yeah. That, that, that's that's three. Those are three things like main goals of the the game, right? Yeah. Like Pokemon's, uh, beat the bad guys, and, and then be the the best. Uh, Pokemon trainer is in that region, and move on to the next region and do it all again, right? Yeah, uh, but in this game, you're like you talk to NPCs, they give you like a quest, you know? Like, yeah. It's too like you like you talk to NPC, boom, he launches a quest, right? Just like that. It's like oh, like and then it's like oh, you gotta do this to complete this quest. You gotta talk to the NPC over there. But but it's also your choice to like advance that. There's side quest. There's there's a side quest. This that that was pretty interesting. There was a teleporter one in uh in in the Haytown where yeah. the the guy That's lost it. the package. Yeah, and if by doing the side quest you unlock fast travel to that place. Like you don't have to do that, but if you do, you get a huge benefit. I yeah. I, I appreciated that. It made it really fun. I mean, I played it twice, and it was really fun. I, I think that that was pretty cool. Like, uh, it's all unique. I haven't seen anything yeah. else that like, you saw side quests like that. Yeah. They took, and the, they took an idea that's already been done, but they added their own twist to it to make it unique. That's exactly what you want to do when you're a game developer. It makes it stand out. You may look at it and be like, I've seen this kind of game before, but it's probably like Pokemon. But if you try it, it's not going to feel like that. I mean, it, it really won't. Okay. Your turn. Uh, I like the, the passive changing and the, the uh, potent potential, uh, we call it. Oh, like, I that... Yeah, the potential fire thing. Uh, you, you can pay money to get like the passive you want for that mall. It's like okay, you like oh, the, the, I know, I know, I gave my B the 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 crit chance. Like every time he does a physical, it, it is more likely to hit a crit, right? So I get, yeah, like I thought that was really good for the for the B for the B. From it's my understanding, uh, physical type. From my understanding. You don't straight up give them the trait, isn't it random? Yeah, it's random, and then, okay, then you yeah. can pull that guy. But it'll take a while to change those. Like I'm most yeah. used to grind out my other Pokemon, uh, my other one. Yeah, I messed that up. I sent my 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 Cube Zero had one where he had a higher chance of missing, but he would do more damage, and he he missed a lot. And I was like, I need to change this out. So I brought him in to change him out. And then the guy's like, all right, I'll give you a call on your cell phone when it's ready, or I'll leave you a message. And then I oh. went, and I just started grinding in the cave, and I was like, man, like, it's been a while. Like, a couple days went by, I'm like, I still don't have this guy yet. Okay, I was talking okay. to... You think about it, right? You think about it. That, that passive could be good if you have uh, a move that let you, like, 100% guarantee to hit a move. It can, it can be good. But at the beginning of the game, when I'm constantly missing, it was driving me up the wall. <laughs> I just kept missing. I mean, it was it was good, but I was just like, I don't want this right now. I, I, I had to have it until I got to the third place, but then I was like, I need to change it. And then I missed the message. I didn't know that it was ready. Oh, I missed it. Yeah, I didn't realize you have to go somewhere else to look at your phone messages. It tricked me. It showed up on the bottom part, like after like I like like show like notifications on the bottom. It's like oh yeah, like, I missed that. It's also based on your steps, I think, as far as I understand. It's based on how many steps you take instead of time, which makes sense. Oh, speaking I, on I variation, huh? You I, can I know it's not 
so I just stayed in one spot, like waiting for it. But I did like, I, and then I talked that NPC said, uh, it still said it's five percent. <laughs> like, oh, well, there's no point in me waiting. <laughs> um, you can grow plants. That was another variety thing. That was interesting. Okay. Um, uh, other Pokemon games, they where you could go plant plants. I, I know they did it for like the old ones, where you could use the uh, the berries. See, I didn't know that. I didn't play a lot of the older ones. I played the, uh, the first ones ever, but I haven't touched them since, really. I played the I other things. Every but... Pokemon games. Huh. Um, okay. What else you got? Is that it? Uh, or that I one? A lot more. Okay. Um, here, I got, I got one more like. I wanted to say that there was a big variety of Coromans just for the demo alone. Uh, like I said before, I'd say there was about 12, more or less, probably a little bit more. There's a lot. I mean, you have a lot of different ones. There was like a cow one, Mino, um, the bee, the bird, the armadillo, the three starters. There's a uh, bunch of electric ones. There's a couple, there's at least one ice one. Dude, there's so many. And this is just a demo. Yes. No, I... I don't know if that's going to hurt the full game. Like, did, did they show us um, a lot to get us interested in it? And when the full game... Oh, no, wait. Hold on. Before I even continue that, I looked at the database thing, and there's at least 100. I want to say... I think there's 99. I could be wrong. There's a lot in the full game. Evolutions. Evolutions. That, too. Same. Yeah, though oh man. Okay. Um Yes, that was my that was my third like there was a lot of different Coromons. So when I played the second time, I used all the ones I didn't use the first time. That's how many there were. Um okay. Let's bang out your likes. Alright, uh, so for mine I don't know I don't know if you noticed this, but you were able to change your moves. What do you mean? Oh, well, yeah, every time you get a new ability, you get to replace it. No, 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 not, not just that, where you can actually change it, right? You can change it manually. Like, you, you don't need to go to any NPCs, like, oh, you need to remember this. Because, no, you just go to the mods, oh. and then you go to move sets, and then you can replace it with, like, maybe, like, some old moves that you really liked before, and then put it in there, so your four move sets. I never really right. did that too much. I kind of stuck with the ones I liked. But I, I, I see the benefit to that. So it's I, more I, I like Pokemon games where you have to uh, either use an item to learn a move or you gotta go to uh, NPC to remember a move. Yeah, that's right. a pain. Because you gotta stop everything you're doing, go all the way there, come all the way back. But but in this one, you just like you, you like you can do it anytime. You change it will not, not in battle though, not in battle, not in battle. Yeah, not in you, battle. <laughs> you do it right there. It's like okay, you're like oh, there I like uh I got the wrong one. I pressed uh, yes for uh accidentally, right? Like uh, man, I really wanted that move, but but then you, but if you did it like accidentally, move like you can just switch it back. Just switch switch it back in case we like accidentally accepted the new move. And made it forget the the one move that you like. I mean, yeah, it 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 lets you test out ones too. Because if you accept one, you're like, I don't know if I'm gonna like this, and you try it out, you can just switch it back. Yeah, yeah. It, it really adds to it. Okay, what else you got? And another one that I liked was the the the, the NPCs. Sometimes they broke the the fort wall every time, mm -hmm. like. Like I know, there's like that one guy in the forest that said, "If only this game wasn't a demo, I would have made, I would have asked you to catch me a Pokemon." <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm on like, the fire type version. I was like, yeah, like, he's breaking the four wall. <laughs> well, it immediately makes me think of when you when you first walk uh, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the and and the two developers are standing there. That was so awesome. 
I think it's Marcel and some. I forgot the other guy's name. Right. They they talk to you, right? They told you like how the game is a demo, like like you won't be able to explore much, but you know, like you'll be able to uh, like they said, you'll be able to transfer your Pokemon. I mean, your Mons over once the game is complete. You'll be able to keep them, whatever, whatnot, right? Yeah. They told, told you that in game, personally. Yeah, they gave you an like an intro to it, and it was straight from them. Well, a little pixelized versions of them. That was awesome. It was an awesome touch. Yeah, I, 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 I yeah. love it when games break the fourth wall. I love it. Not when they do it like a ton, but when they do it in a way that's clever and funny. Like it makes me laugh. It feels like they're talking directly to me who's playing the game. I like that personally. Another okay. one. Yes. Continue. Another one that I like is the difficulty changes. I want you, you but uh, the last one was the Nazla crew. I don't know if you're familiar with that. No, you told me about that. Did you actually attempt that? Uh, I know I did it for the other Pokemon games. All, all <laughs> I know is that I'm not playing that in that game. Like even though you have the ability to change modifiers, the moment that your mon is dead, it's dead. Yeah, it's never coming back, and I would lose all of mine. You can only catch one one for each new route that you go in. Oh, man. Only the that's... first one. And ah. if you kill the first one that you encounter, that, that's it. That's gone. You're, you're not catching anything else. <laughs> that's for... that's. I mean, okay, so so what's the story behind this? Somebody liked Pokemon so much that they created a mod that made it super difficult, and that's where this thing came from. Yes, because they wanted more. They wanted more of a challenge, you might say. Because hmm. like, oh, he says like uh, the game might be too easy for some people, right? It's like, oh, it's too easy. You literally do this, but then you add in the the challenge modifier, right? Boom! Now it challenges them because sometimes. That any trainers might have like some legendary Pokemon, right? And it, like, boom, it kills their Pokemon. So now they can't use that Pokemon. It's done. It's done. Gone. So okay. sometimes the fight would end like literally right off the bat in the beginning. Yeah, I, I think. And then you start all over again. That's really creative that they took that idea and put it into here for those people who really love it. I mean, I I look at it and I go, you'd have to be crazy to play that, but I want to try it someday. I'm curious, how Did hard is it? The 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 first difficulty, like the, I I know there was three difficulties. I tried. I only did the normal one. I did too. I didn't try a harder one. I should. I'm tempted no, to want more. The the easier one. Like I forgot what it said for the easier one. Well, was it that you could heal after battle? Was that what it said? That I'm not sure about. I haven't looked at that screen in a long time. I'm not sure, um, but I don't think I chose that. I um, I don't know. Once the full game comes out, I might try it on the harder one. Just to see. There's two harder ones, I think. Isn't there easy, normal, hard, and then insane? The insane one was the, the, the last one. Yeah, that one I remember. That one stood out to me. It's awesome. Okay. What else you got? Uh, I think that's all for mine. Okay. We had a lot of likes for this game, guys. This game was a, a joy to play. Um, Now, on to the difficult part. We were coming up with things that we didn't like about the game, or things that could have been done better. Uh, mine's kind of going to... My first one's going to kind of bleed into yours a little. I... I um I personally felt that <clears throat> I didn't get enough healing items. Now before I say this completely, let me just explain here. Um when you're in a dungeon or not a dungeon, they're not dungeons, but when you're in an area where you get random battles and you're exploring, they give you tons of stuff. Like you find a treasure chest that's off the beaten path and you open it. And it's like, you've received two HP cakes. Um, you've received two SP cakes. 
you've received something else and you've received some money. It's like they give you a ton of stuff. Now this doesn't happen for every treasure chest, but it happens a lot more than not. And you get all this healing stuff and um we didn't really get into this yet and I should have, but as far as battles go, your your Coromons have abilities that they can use like uh like you know like a um a smash it's not one of them but uh a scratch a slam um like a fast strike they're different abilities that you use and they use what's called sp which is essentially like for all intents and purposes like a magic meter you have like 20 sp points and your normal attack costs two or like your strongest attack will cost like five or six and when when you run out you have to sleep in the middle of battle to get half of it back but you can use an item to get it back everything is balanced around this so not only do you have to manage your hit points but you also have to manage your sp which i think it's special points it does it's not important um so you find these healing items out in out in the field if you want to buy the healing items the normal ones cost 800 apiece. I think, wasn't it 800 for normal healing uh, things? And then double that for the ones that do... The normal ones do 20 hit points. The other ones do 50. And then there's ones that do max. I want to say the, the normal ones are 800 apiece. And if you don't go out of your way to grind or collect money or steal money from trainers... At any given time, you'll have between 3,000 and maybe 6,000 gold. At least that was my experience. Um, and I could only buy a handful of those. I'd buy like 10 at a time. And I'm managing six Koromon, a half a dozen Koromon. And I would, I would run out of them constantly. I mean, my walk from Haytown to Donor Island... There must be eight to ten trainer battles there. And the first time I did it, I couldn't make it all the way through without having to go back, heal, and come back again. Now, that can be a good thing. Because you want it to be more challenging than not. But, I have memories of constantly running out of healing items. And then having to do battles where my all my corals were at low health. And then I would just pretty much lose them all and die. Um, the only way to not go through that was to grind, which I'll get to in a little bit here. But I just felt like that there was something off balance there. I mean, how do you feel about that? So, so before, for the, uh, I'm gonna add something to the SP part where you're talking about earlier, right? But because that's one of also my one of the dislikes. I don't know about you, but I, I, I didn't really like using SP as a thing because uh, you you would run out way too fast and then that one okay okay like okay, let's let's say this like you have a strong move right like you you don't want to keep using that over and over again i get that i get that but like in, in pokemon you could use like one strong move and then you would not be able to do anything else like attack for that turn all right it'd skip your turn because you you're you just use up your energy stuff right yeah that or makes like, sense buying time you're buying time like because yeah there's some moves in the game where you like you take uh, a bunch of bits from the pokemons and then you return that damage back towards them right, right. yeah but but this one's like i run out of sp i sleep and i get i get crit hit but like the the moss like it's way way too many times for a crit hit it's like I don't understand. It's like they they have they have, they must have like some high crit rate modifier. Like <laughs> I'm not looking at man, because like how how are they critting so much? Like almost every single battle, they're like critting every single one of my Pokemon. <laughs> I mean my mom. So, so they're like almost dead. And then when I want to use SP, boom, I don't sleep because I don't have enough SP to use the move. Then I'll just die immediately. Maybe you uh, lose a little defense when you sleep temporarily I, i'm probably wrong but i mean i kind of like that whole sp thing 
uh, because there's a lot of balancing. But yeah, I would constantly run out and have to sleep and lose a turn to keep going. And a lot of times I would lose a ton of hit points because of that sleep. But I, I think that's part of it. That's part of the, the risk. If I want to uh-huh. use big moves, I got to pay by losing a turn. But by thing, like you, you use, you sleep, right? To heal up uh, SP. But it is also essentially the same thing as using an item to heal up SP. You still lose a turn either way. That's true. I mean, I like the SP. I mean, if you have a problem with SP, put your potential points into your SP. Get more. But it's too no? little. Too little. <laughs> you know, they don't give you that much uh, stat stat points to like uh, point for most and everything. They only give you like about I mean, I, probably increase it like by like max three points each time you get a potential bot. You that's don't true. Want, want to waste your points on on, uh, on the SP. I wouldn't consider it a waste. I would, well, I would, not completely a waste, but like you could, there's better stats that you could put it in. Let's you could argue that. that, yeah. I mean, there can be. I mean, you could argue for any stat as being more beneficial than the others, minus speed. But um, let's wrap back around here. Not enough healing items. Where do you land on that? So for the healing items, like. I mostly just keep keep going back to the the hospital and, and heal to heal heal up again yeah. because I I used up most of my healing thing right it's like oh this this mon is dead I'm healing it next time the, I battle something it doesn't die immediately by by the team fight when I'm grinding like and then once I'm out I was like okay well I'm out it's like I gotta I gotta get out of this cave and then gotta go to the hospital to heal up my mons yeah. Like, when I, on my way to Donor Island, I used all of my healing stuff. And then the next thing we had to do was go through the cave. And I did not have enough healing stuff to make it through there. So it took me... I had to grind in order to do it. And I guess that's where my problem lies. Is I don't want the game to be easy. Where I have so many healing things that I don't have any problems. But I don't want it to be where I have to start a section with little to no healing stuff. So that I get halfway through, have to leave and come back and do it again. But again, that's all based on the player's experience. Like other people could play it and do much better than I did building up. And when they get to the cave, they got a ton of healing stuff, you know. So it's all it's all relative to the player's experience. Just me, I had a hard time with healing stuff. Maybe it's because I didn't grind enough and my corals weren't as strong, so I had to use more healing. There could have been a lot of reasons. But to me, that that stood out. Um, what do you got for dislike? Uh, I said I said the SP already. Right? Okay, that's one I dislike. What's uh, next? I'd say the for me the the battle music when you're battling one is a bit bland. I don't know about you. Interesting. Because like in Pokemon's like the battle music is like. Sometimes like really intense for like just a normal uh normal fight, even if you're just fighting a weak Pokemon, it'd still be like instant intense sounding. But the the battle music is like it's kinda pretty bland. That that's what I got from it because like it, it sometimes like the opening it sounds like the the Pokemon battle. But then after that it's like okay, uh hmm. you know. I did not notice that, and it's really interesting that you saw that. I mean, granted, this is a song that you're going to be hearing a lot. There's a lot of battles. Even playing through the demo once, you're going to fight, like, hundreds of battles, I'd say. But then again, it is it is still a demo. It's still a demo. That's true. So we can't judge anything um, properly, because this is all subject to change. Um. Okay. I like that. I like that you're looking at all the aspects, too, because that, that's what we should do, inside and out. Um, I, my other dislike was grinding, and it was weird. I, I'd say the, that's for almost every single monster thing in the game. It is. It is to an extent. Well, I mean, I, 
the first time I played it, I loved the grinding. I was like, oh my god, I'm going to get this guy so strong so that the rest of the game will be easy. And, uh, okay, so let me back up a little bit here for the people who either haven't played this game or blah, blah, blah. Um, there's three different rarities of Coromans. There is your normals, there's potent, and there's perfect. Now, the differences in them are they change in looks a little bit, but they're that thing we explained earlier with the stat points and their potential, the other XP bar, if they are of the higher rarity, potent or perfect, that bar fills up faster, thus giving them more stat points to spend. Now, if I'm playing through the game and I make it to Haytown, I forgot what that place is called, it's driving me nuts. Um, and I'm fighting my way through there, and let's say I have like the bird and I've just grinded the bird, got him to like 15. And then I find a potent bird who's like level 8. I now have to switch him out and then re-grind again to get the potent bird back up to where the normal bird was. That happened to me the first time I played like four or five times. And I would I just know. be like, ugh. Dude, I would be ready for the end of the game and then find a guy who is potent, and I have to go back to the beginning, level him up in the first area, go up like four levels, go to the second area, go up another four levels, then go to the cave and bring them off the rest of the way. Going like three or four hours way out of my way just to have this one guy up. Now again, this is all my choice. I don't have to do this. Um, and uh, I'm not complaining. Huh. Uh, right? I, I, I told you this. I told you this. Like, uh, I was like, yo, Gretch, I found a shiny, right? I was like, so excited. It's like, I, I found a shiny. It's like, it's like literally my first shiny. And then he told me, oh, yeah, they're, they're potent. They, they grow, they grow better. I was like, and then I already had a, a higher level bird, right? I was like, man, my, my bird's already like, way, uh, like already this level. This one's like still level two, but it's shiny, right? I was like, it's shiny, but, uh. I'll just catch it and then release my, my higher level. And then I start grinding again. Took a while. Yeah. Now, that's not necessarily the bad kind of grinding. Uh, because that's, that's technically good grinding. That's the exciting grinding. Um, because you know you're grinding for something better. That's the great. It's the kind of grinding where when I got to the cave, um, I would last not very long. Like, all my Koros died. The first time I ever got to the cave and started exploring, I got my butt whooped. I had to actually stop and just sit on the first screen of the cave and then get all my Koros, like, three or four levels higher before I could do the rest of the cave. That's the grinding that I'm talking about. Where I would hit a point, like, on the way to Donor Island, this whole section with the trainers... I made it to like three or four trainers and I was like, I'm not ready for this. I had to go back to Haytown and just grind before I was able to push forward. That's the grinding I'm talking about. Now, this, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Just personally to me, I didn't like having to do it, but it was my own fault because I wasn't, I was flying through the game and it's my fault. Because you should be taking your time, doing everything you can, and enjoying it. And if you fly through it, you will have to stop and grind. But for me, when, when I played through it the second time, it really became more apparent that that was something I had to do. So I, you know, I play it for like one to two hours a day. There was a, a few days, I'm being generous with the word few, where my entire play session would be me grinding. That's how it became a dislike for me when my entire play session is just fighting enemies to grind but you know some people may like that i did the first time i played it the second time it wasn't as charming but doesn't take much away from the game still great um did you grind a bunch uh, i i know i did <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean uh, it, 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 pretty hard grinding my 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 water type pokemon that came since most of them were electric type. Oh, yeah. 
and you just get getting obliterated by like thunder shots like okay well like like that's that's literally 95% of my HP gone for that mons like like it was almost impossible to level up in that game <laughs> um is that something that's common with these games do they do they always have you grinding yes yeah I mean, most turn-based combat or, you know, most RPGs have some sort of grinding. If the RPG was just straight through without any grinding, it wouldn't be that fun. And it wouldn't, you wouldn't feel that accomplished when you do kick a boss's ass. I mean, you mean, there, there are some where, like, we don't have grinding, but then you would be faced with mechanical uh, mechanics of the game, right? Yeah. Dark Soul. Even that's right. got tons of grinding, though. You, you got some grinding, but but even then, you can still beat the boss at low level if you're really good at dodging and all that whatnot, right? Yeah, you don't need it, technically. Like it's, it's still possible to beat the boss. It might take longer since you're not like strong enough, but you will still beat the boss if you're really good at dodging, getting the enemy, everything like you know you wait in and out of the mechanic of the game that yeah way you don't have level well, that's more skill based right? and then yeah. you, you be, uh, skill based instead of uh, using the, the grinding to make it easier for yourself yeah I mean I, I think grinding can be fun when you have that thing that you're grinding towards a lot of right. games yeah. it's currency <laughs> This is how I see grinding. It's either you hate it or you love it. There's, I, there's I, no... Yeah. For, for me, it depends on the game. It's what I'm grinding for. If I have something worth grinding for, I don't care what it takes to get to it, I will get to it. But if, if, I, if I'm forced to grind, to progress, I'll do it, but I will not love it as much. And if I constantly have to do it, I, it kind of loses interest over time because of it like genshin you play genshin we played that for the podcast that is all <laughs> grinding that's the bad kind of grinding i think i actually enjoy it yeah i enjoy it even though i'm not getting my xp i still enjoy it <laughs> like, like a yeah, week be a long grind yes but am i enjoying it yes i'm enjoying at the end of the day, that that's what matters. Uh, it, it's, it's people's opinion. Yeah. People's opinion. Like, okay. They like grinding. Oh, maybe they don't like grinding. Maybe, maybe that's not it for them. Like, that, that just, you know, everyone has their own. Uh, yeah. Thing. And that's what makes it difficult making games nowadays is that the experience a lot of times is relative to the person and you can't satisfy everyone. So you have to make something that you enjoy and hopefully other people will enjoy it too. Because if you try to make it so that everyone will enjoy it, that's uh, that's really difficult to do. Really difficult. The bottom line is if you love it. If you love it, other people like you will love it too. Um, Cater to everyone's uh, preference. Yeah. Possible. Um, okay. So we're done with our dislikes now. Let's think of ways to improve the game, which is going to be very difficult. Let me just tell you first, very Crunch. difficult. Dislike. I don't want more dislike, Crunch. Okay, what you got? So at the beginning of the game, I'll say with multiple explanations of elements and weaknesses. I was like, hmm. y'all way too much. How am I supposed <laughs> to remember all of this? <laughs> Like, this thing does this to this element. This thing does this to this element. They're like, come on, Crunch. Interesting. That so was what? Like, I literally just started the game, and then it literally hit me with a bunch of this, this information. Like, <laughs> oh, element is good with this element, but if this element hits this element, blah, blah, blah. Like, there, there's so much things. Like, like I, I looked at it. I, like, I skimmed this. Like, I didn't, like, read all of it, but I skimmed this. Like, it was, like, a whole, uh, a whole paragraph in there, man. For each had element. you, had you even done a battle yet? Hmm. Had had was it before your first battle? No, that was like literally right off the beginning of the game. We're like you oh, got wow. to the, to the, 
What do you call it? Train station. Train stations. After you get off, then they talk to the the developers, right? Then they give you this big information, like, oh, this element's that, that, that. This element, hmm. element can only be get from this move, and blah blah blah. Like how you get this element, like, like so, this element's all to this uh type okay. blah blah blah. I was like, yo, it is way too much, like. Like, I, I just started the game, just to keep it easy, you know, for, like, keep it easy, like, like they, so, they, they build up that knowledge uh, as you progress, it's, it's literally the yeah, starting, yeah. starting point, well, you, like, you, like, just throw everything in the starting point, it's like, yo, this is what this thing does, this is what this thing does, you got it, you remember it, it's literally <laughs> right in the beginning of the game. Let's turn this into an improve. What if they said talk to this person if you want to learn about elements and weaknesses then it becomes an optional thing and, and then and then and then you also get another rundown on that that quest that we did that you go to the library he gives yeah. you a book oh yeah that, and then like right there that, that, that could have been perfect right there but like since the like so he gave it out twice he gave you more detailed explanation well, that, that's for the people who've never played these kinds of games. I can see why they did that, but I, I, I agree with you. A giant information dump like that on a new person, they're not going to retain all that. At least until they start actually facing combat. Imagine someone who's never played Pokemon plays a game and you give them all the weaknesses and strengths. They're gonna, their head's going to be spinning. They're going to go, what? There's a fire type? What? There's a water type? Like, I mean, granted, it, there's not many people. Yeah, you know, it, it takes it takes time to like learn, like fully learn the elemental weaknesses and advantages of the moves. Like, yeah, yeah. You're right out of that. Just because he gave it to them right on the beginning, the information on what weaknesses are, is it's not gonna hundred percent stick in their in their knowledge. Not until they start using it will really stick in their head. Um, okay. So I say make that optional as an improvement. Make it, have them send it. I mean, there was a lot of stuff at the beginning. You had to get your gauntlet and like all that stuff. They, they, they dumped a lot of information on you, which is, you know, bound to happen. Most games do that. The hard thing is finding a nice balance between information and uh, gameplay. I so say you could you could make it optional that if you want this information, talk to this person over here. Otherwise, keep going down here, continue your yeah. journey. The information again, the option it shows it there again. If you if like you ever want to read it again. Oh, okay. Well, that that helps too. Okay. Um. So I am. I forgot the word. Your improv. Yeah, I'm giving my um, improvisation improvement um, an alternate way of healing. Now, I haven't put a, as much thought into this as I would like, but my first idea was, <clears throat> now I don't think this will work, but I just want to throw it out there because, you know, it might spark a different idea. My first idea was if there was a Koro that had a healing ability. Now, the downside to this is that inside a battle, it can't do much except heal itself, which is kind of cheap. It would have to be super expensive to use and not even heal that much. But let's say a Koro had the ability to heal itself, and it cost, you know, like 10 SP or something. Way too much, but it would give you, you know, 30% of your health back. Um, outside of battle, you'd be able to use it on other Koros. That way, when you run out of healing stuff and you run out of money, you have another way to heal while you're out adventuring. <clears throat> now, it's not the best idea ever, but I was just offering an idea. Another potential side idea of that is to have, like, a bed out somewhere. Like, maybe, you know, like, a, like uh, you guys had checkpoints for the um the that room in the cave with the the fuse box room the top floor of the tower were both checkpoints so you get to skip the whole thing 
essentially that kind of thing, but not a literal checkpoint, but just like a little stopping point with like a tiny little inn, a room with a bed. You can sleep. You can restore half your health for everything. Bam. Just some way to get a little bit of healing kick without having to go all the way back. I'd have to use my uh, my Lux fast travel thing and go back to the very first place and then go to fast travel to this place, go to healing and fast travel to where I was and then get to where I was again. That was all good and fine if I'm doing it once in a while, but I ended up doing that a lot more than I needed to. I felt that way at least. Um, so I was just trying to think of alternate ways to at least heal a little bit. I don't want to heal all the way to the top, but just a little bit of healing would go a long way. A lot, there was two times in the last time I played, last time I played through the demo, that I died completely, just fully died, and I felt like such an idiot. I ran out of healing stuff, I ran out of money to buy healing stuff, and I lost all my Koros in the tower, and then I got sent all the way back to the beginning of the game. Which, again, is my fault. You want the game to be difficult, so it's hard to find a balance there. Um, What do you got for improve? My improve is, like, the cost, like, I lower the cost of the, the medicine, the HP potions and whatnot. Like, I, I get the part for the... The spinners, which is what you use to catch mons, like, I think that's already fair enough, right? That's already fair for its pricing, but the HP just like you said, there, there isn't really much ways for you to, like, really stock up on those. Like, it, it, although it is fair at giving you uh, uh, some HP potions, like, outside everything, like, when you're exploring areas, then you'll find like some SP potions. It, it's it's not enough if you're grinding, since you the SP SP gauge is like you're you're either done, and then boom, your Pokemon are almost dead. Uh, not Pokemon, your Mons are almost dead, right? And then you have no way, and then you run out of healing for the for the duration of the uh, time you're grinding. And then then you go to the shop, you just see this expensive expensive potions and but you're not getting enough money for for those potions since there's not it is a demo it's a demo there's not enough to get the battle in you know what i mean yeah i mean there is one trick that um my friend told me about where you can grow this one kind of plant and then sell the seed and make money that way yeah, yeah there, there, that way but that's a whole that's, process yeah, that, 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 that's not a short-term uh, solution. It'll, it'll help you buy, like, a potion for, like, for that time, but then you have to wait an, uh, longer for, like, for when it grows out again. And yeah, there's, exactly. Like, there's only two places where you can plant seeds. It was back in that hay, hay village. Yep. There's actually six pots. To plant that, seeds in, in, in the demo. Not, yeah, that, that, that's not a, uh, a real solution. That's a nice benefit, but you can't, like, plan on it, really. It'll take a lot of work just to get, a, like, a little result. So, yeah, I'm not sure. Sell, like, golds and whatnot, like, how they did in Pokemon. Like, boom, you got gold, gold dust, gold nugget. Right in the cave because he found it like some item, and they like they, they don't really have any use other than for uh economy. You can just sell it to the market and then boom, you get money. Yeah, yeah, like, some like, some way to make money, so you can buy more healing stuff. Something, yeah. Okay. Um, I got another one. I'm kind of just gonna throw out there. This one is. Yeah. It probably wouldn't be great to implement at this point in development, but I wanted to throw it out there. I got inspired by by the stat points thing. I just I love that mechanic. I love being able to choose uh, what I upgrade in my Koro. I was thinking, what if you could do that with skills somehow? What if when you reach a certain level, say say the max level is fifty, 
Now, th th this is the minimal you could do with this idea. Max level is 50. When you hit 25, um, it offers you a new skill, but you get to pick between two different skills. So it's like, hey, you can have this skill or you can have this skill. You got to pick the other one you're not going to get. So that way, it gives you incentive to want to try it again with a different build and use the other skill. Now, you could do that in multiple ways. You could do that like three times throughout the course of leveling up. You could do it once and give them three choices. You could do any combination of those. I know that would be a pain in the ass to implement, especially at this point in development. I mean, those guys are probably like well on their way. A change like that would create ripples throughout the design. But I just thought that's interesting. You know, you got a lot of choice with the stat point things. And that's just really, I really love that. That kind of choice makes me want to play through it again as soon as I finish it. To experiment. Um, you were saying like an uh, evolutionary part of that skill. Yeah. That, that's that, what I thought you were trying to say. I was like, are you thinking, are you talking about like an evolution pad? Like, like it improves the ability, but like, it's like, that's like minor changes to the moves. No, I, I mean, straight up when, when you get a new skill, you pick between two. So I, 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 at that point you said that. I, I thought you were talking about like some evolutionary path of uh, uh, that move that you're talking about. It's like, oh, this move, you get to choose this, like, ill. If you choose this move, this move will have this effect. But if you choose this one, then the the move that this move uh, this move that that would, have, will have yeah. this effect. That'd be interesting too. I mean, any way to improve the replay value is beneficial. I look at it that way. But it's got a balance with what's already in the game, and that's where it gets kind of hard. Um. Okay. So that is everything. Um. So we're going to try a new system here. Uh, basically, between the two of us, we are going to say, uh, would you recommend this game uh, to someone else, essentially? Would you tell someone else to play this game? I 100% would. I enjoyed my time with this game, and I think it is 100% worth playing. For me, I would recommend it to someone that likes playing Monster Team. Like Ellie, like that likes to try out different kinds of monsters. Right? Like they like anything that's like po Pokemon related, or at least like uh, say the same mechanics as Pokemon. Right? Since if they enjoy Pokemon, they might they might enjoy this game too. Yeah, I think they definitely would. I think that this game offers a lot of new ideas to that genre. I agree with you. Um. Okay. So. Coralman was great. Um, our game for the next episode is going to be called Darkest Rogue. It is on the Apple and iOS, or not Apple, the Android and iOS Play Store. It's a roguelike. Um, we are going to get into that into the next episode. So, thank you guys so much for listening. I am the Crancher. I'm James. And we are the Game Design Critics. Have a good night.